Welcome to Graced Health, the podcast for women who just want to take care of themselves, age their bodies well, and enjoy a little chocolate in the process. Today, I'm pulling back the curtain and sharing the mind and the psyche of me and other trainers and coaches so you can approach training and group fitness classes with more confidence and more grace. there. I'm Amy Connell. I'm so glad you are here with me. And I just have to confess that every time I hear that intro, I find myself kind of be bopping to it like on a Saturday Night Live skit. I don't know if anybody else does or not. Today, I want to take a little bit of a turn from some of the more applicable content. I promise this is still going to be applicable, but from the things that we needed to be doing in our workouts and the way different ways our body burns calories and hit, which by the way, I took my own medicine yesterday and did a hit workout and I am sore in the strangest places like in my abs and I think it's because I haven't breathed that hard in so long and so my abs are tired from breathing hard and strangely it feels really good. Does that make me weird to admit that? Probably. <laughs> Today I want to share with you just exactly what your trainer or your group fitness coach or any of your health coaches may be thinking. And some of it may surprise you. But my hope is that by the end of this podcast, you really do have more confidence and grace for yourself in particular, as you go through the process. Now, I always find it interesting to hear how people got into group fitness, into um, health coaching, something like that. People, there are some really amazing and inspiring stories out there. I'm going to tell you that mine is not super inspiring, but it's my story and I own it and it's helped create to who I am today. I grew up dancing. So I grew up with a love of moving my body. I would like to think I still could dance. The last time I danced was when I was pregnant with my oldest. So that was 16 years ago and I did an adult tap class that was so much fun. I used to do jazz as well. I would like to think I could do a hip hop class, but my husband assures me I could not and I should never try that. <laughs> He's probably right. Now, some of this you have heard in my my story episode, but I thought that I would just give you kind of the whole picture of it. After I moved on from dancing, which I did for almost all of my life growing up, I started getting into step aerobics in high school. I wore, I specifically remember this blue thong leotard with my black biker shorts. And I'm, I'm just, I mean, I don't even have the words to say I'm so glad that that is not around anymore. But anyway, that was my first introduction into group fitness classes. Once I got into college, I pretty consistently went to, they, we still called it aerobics back then. Now we call it group fitness, but I went to aerobics classes about two or three times a week. After graduating college, I got married a mere two months later. Yes, I was a very young bride at 22. And I did a little bit of running here and there. I wasn't part of a gym. And then for various reasons, I quit working out for about a year and a half which was, I really feel like the only time in my adult life I really haven't ever moved. 
fast forward that year and a half. And I thought, okay, I got to get my body back. I have not been taking care of myself. And so I joined the downtown YMCA near my work. And I remember the first time I went back, or the first week, I was like, okay, I'm in this, I'm going to do it. And so I went to a circuit class. And then the next night, I went to a kickboxing class. And I came home after that kickboxing class. And I could not move. I was sprawled out on the floor and my dog was licking the sweat off my face. And I just thought, I don't know that I can do this anymore. But I ended up getting back up and uh, getting back into it after a little bit of time. I had that recovery that I've talked about. I continued classes. And then when I got pregnant, I really just kind of moved to mostly just walking. After my first baby, I started attending this mommy and me class. So I would go and we would work out with our babies. And I have to say that that is probably what kept me sane as for being a new mom who had no idea what she was doing. And just being around that community of women's was so impactful that when I had my second child, by that time, I had moved cities. I decided that I needed to have something like that. And my community was ripe for something like that. So I started a mommy and me class here that I did with my youngest. He was my baby at the time and had some other women in the class with that. From there, I moved on to more traditional group fitness exercises or group fitness classes. I was certified through AFA, which was one of the primary uh, group certification organizations. And then since then, I've really taught a whole host of things. I've taught indoor cycling, which some people know as spinning, but spinning is a trademark. And I didn't teach on the spinning bike. So we had to call it indoor cycling, uh, different circuit classes. Yes, I did teach step without the thong leotard, mind you. I taught Jillian Michaels body shred. And I'm I think I feel like there's some others out there, but I can't really remember. Now all I do is between I do personal training and I teach an outdoor fitness class. Some people call it boot camp. I have always strayed away from that word because I feel like that's a really intimidating word and that is not the message I want to portray for those classes. So my class and I renamed it Every Level Fitness. Now, throughout all of this time, I had a whole lot of different instructors. I had a lot, whole lot of people of influence in me. And a common thread of that is I thought that they always had it like all together. They knew it all. They did it all right. They ate perfectly. I mean, some of these instructors were kind of intimidating and some of them really pushed me and some of them were really encouraging. And I just had this one that I just really wanted to please. Like I wanted her to say, good job, Amy. But I really felt like they had it all together. Now, as I've gotten into teaching and training, and I have this little community of people around me who do the same thing, I've kind of pulled back the curtain on the realities of being the person who is fortunate enough to lead someone in their health journey. The reality is, we don't have it all together. But we do have it all in for you. You know, I keep hearing, Amy, I just want to take care of myself. And you know what? That's really what we want to do too. We want to help you take care of yourself and we want to do the same thing for ourselves. 
This podcast is obviously not for professional athletes, or really even those with super specific goals. Like if you are training for a fitness competition, competition, you probably disagree with a lot of the things I say. And that's okay. This is just for the women who enlist the help of a trainer or signs up for classes or trying just trying to do the work on her own, in the name of wanting to take care of herself. So today, I want to share with you some of the things that I've learned and um, experienced and witnessed in the hopes that you feel better about the group environment you're in, or it helps you get more confidence to walk into one because, you know, I get it. It is a little nerve wracking to walk into a new class. In 2018, I had a goal of trying one new to me group fitness class per month. And I I think I made it to 10, not 12. But every time I walked into those classes, I was nervous. And here I am someone who is a fitness professional. So I understand that you can be a little bit uncomfortable going in. And I just want to bring you a little bit more peace with that. So in no particular order, truly, these are things that I have learned about health professionals, whether or fitness professionals, whether or not they are trainers or group fitness instructors or some sort of health coach or whatever. So one of them, number one, we don't expect perfection. We know that you're going to mess up in your eating, we know that you're going to mess up in your uh, not being able to make it to a workout or something like that. And that's okay. Just showing up is key. Number two, we want you to feel successful. I would rather you personally, now some trainers disagree with me, and that's okay. But if you're in my class, and you don't feel like you have the strength to do push ups, full push ups on your toes, I would rather you do them on your knees, and feel the entire push up and feel successful in that rather than doing them on your toes, being able to go down an inch or losing all of your strength and just plopping down on your belly. I want you to walk out of the class going, I always say equal parts, energized, fatigued and successful. Number three, we all start somewhere. It's okay. If you can't do something, that's fine. It's a journey. And if you could do everything full on, then you probably wouldn't need us, you'd probably be doing things on your own. Number four, it's okay. If you miss a workout. Again, not everybody's going to agree with me on this, but this is how I feel. If you miss a workout, it's fine. As long as you keep coming back. It's not okay if you miss a workout and then don't come back because then you're just not working out. It's not missing one. But finding that consistency is so important. Life happens. And how you choose to react when life happens is really going to say the most about your health journey. Number six, this is another one that I can only speak for myself, but I am not always as energetic as you may see me when I'm leading a class. This is my job. It is my job to be energetic. It is my job to make exercise fun and exciting and something that you look forward to. I have had times where I've had a bad day. And I have been wiping away tears on the way to class. And then I put on a smile and I go. Now, side note, I am all for vulnerability. And as you get to know me here, you will definitely know that. But I also don't feel like it's appropriate for me to bring in my burdens and put them on you when you're working out. So the energy you see in front of the class is not the 24 hour a day energy that I always have. Trust me, ask my kids. Number seven. 
if I correct you in your form, it's because I don't want you to get injured. I'm not picking on you. I have girls who have been with me in fitness classes one way or another for probably seven or eight years. And I'm still tweaking their form. They have great form. They look wonderful doing it. But every now and then I see something. And of course, as we get older, our body's changing. And I still correct them. Now I think that they know, I think I've earned their trust, but they know that I'm just doing that for them because I don't want them training their body the wrong way. I don't want them getting injured. I just want them to do the movement right so they can get maximum effort and or maximum benefits from that. Number eight, this kind of goes along with number six, but I am not always as confident in my body as I appear. When I walk into a group environment or with a trainer, I'm trying to exude the confidence that I want them to have. But we all have days where we don't feel like we are, well, just how do I want to say this? Portraying our optimum self. Maybe I ate a little too much over the weekend or had too much salt or maybe, you know, one extra glass of wine or something like that. And I'm not always feeling great about my body. Personally, I think it's important to not be a health coach who is tearing down her own body because I don't want the words that I say coming out of your mouth. So if I don't want you saying it, then I'm not going to say it either. And this is something I'm going to get into a lot more in the in the word series. I've really had to employ a tactic of just turning my thoughts around taking captive those thoughts and turning them around and not letting myself think those really poor thoughts about myself because then it just spirals out of control. So I'm not always as confident in my body as I appear. Number nine, I may not work out as much as you think I do. I've had comments before about this or that. They're like, yeah, but you work out all the time. I really don't. For the most part, most of my workouts are about 30 minutes. In fact, I'm to the point now that I kind of get irritated if I go over 30 minutes. Number one, I don't want to take that kind of time. I mean, Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) That's for sure. I've got other things I want to be doing. I don't want to be spending two hours in the gym. I'll spend an hour with you for sure, because I love that. But on me, 30 minutes is I feel for me is plenty. I don't work out as much as you think I do. I do move a lot. But that is very different than that intentional exercise, strength train, heart raising, whatever it is. And then number 10, and I can't believe this worked out. I didn't number these when I made my notes. And now I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. It's an even 10. But number 10 is your time with me is a judgment free zone. I don't care what your body looks like. I don't care if your shirt is flopping up when you're doing jumping jacks and you feel like your belly is exposed and whether or not you like it or don't. I don't care if you like your big toe or you don't. I'm proud of what you're doing and I'm not going to judge you for anything. I may correct you in your form, but that is very, very different than judging. There's a saying somewhere out there that the person walking on the side of the streets is still moving a lot faster than the person who's sitting in front of TV. If you are with me, if you're working, I'm proud of you. I'm honored that you chose to give me that time. And I'm here to support you 100%. Now, like I said, these are things that I just came up with. And 
I had a feeling that there were probably other people out there who felt the same way I did. So I did a little bit of crowdsourcing on Instagram. I follow and am followed by various trainers and other fitness professionals. And so I just said, hey, what do you wish your students know or the people you coach know? And so I got a few responses and I'm going to say who they're from because if you're looking for other encouraging fitness professionals or health coaches to follow, uh, these are some great ones. Obviously, there it's just a handful and there's a lot more out there. At Moving Forward Wellness says, it's the small sustainable changes that will reap the greatest results. There's power in consistency. And I think that really ties back into number four, where it's okay if you miss as long as you keep coming back. That's that power of consistency. Fit in Freedom says, I wish they knew how much I deeply cared and how much I would be willing to do to get them to make lasting changes. The hardest thing for me is when people are so on fire, then life gets in the way and they can't seem to see how they can be healthy and fit in the midst of a busy life. Amen to that. I see that a lot. We see it a lot in September when kids go back to school. And then we see it a lot again in January. Life does happen. It's figuring out that balance and figuring out how to make it work. And then eat, run, lift, repeat says how much time and care I invest in my clients. And I wish they knew how strong and capable they really are in moments of self-doubt. Not every trainer or instructor or coach agrees on everything and approaches fitness the same way. This is okay. It allows you to find one that fits you the best. If you're working with one and you don't care for what he or she is having you do, or you're just not meshing with them, that's okay. You can move on. I'll be honest, I've had a couple of people who didn't care for my style of teaching classes. Uh, I've had one walk out on me. It, I'm not going to lie. It hurt a little bit, but I got over it and I walked in confidence knowing that I still did have other people coming back. I know this sounds cheesy. I know it does, but we really do just want what's best for you. And we want you to feel successful and healthy and able to take care of yourself and age your body as well at this point. Like I said at the beginning, I hope this does give you that confidence to step into a new class or a new health zone, whatever that may be. And it also gives you a little bit of grace in how you approach it. It's not going to be perfect. We know that. And that's okay. It just we just want to keep seeing your beautiful face show up and your strong body keep working to get even stronger. Okay, before we go, let's do a super quick recap of things that your trainer or group fitness professional wants you to know. Again, in no particular order. Number one, we don't expect perfection. Number two, we want you to feel successful. Number three, we all start somewhere. It's okay if you can't do something. Seriously, it's fine. It's fine. Number four, it's okay if you miss as long as you keep coming back. As I'm reviewing this and recapping this, I skipped number five. That's okay. Number five, we love you. How about that for an add in? Number six, we are not always as energetic as you see us because this is our job. Number seven, if I correct you, it's because I don't want you to get injured. I have your best interest in mind. Number eight, I'm not always as confident in my body as I appear. 
Number nine, I may not work out as much as you think I do. I am not, I'm speaking for myself. I am not a gym rat. And number 10, your time with me is a judgment-free zone. I am just glad you're with me. I truly do hope this gives you confidence in however you choose to move your body. And especially if you are in a personal training or a group fitness setting. And I would really love to know if there's something I missed or something that needs to be added to this list, whether or not you're a fitness professional or if you participate in this. What do you know? Reach out to me on the socials. Let me know. I am most active on Instagram. Just find me at Grace Health. Where else? Thank you to those of you who have rated and reviewed this podcast. It really helps the show, particularly when people are trying to find it. There's a whole lot of they call it algorithms, I kind of call it wizardry that goes on along with this. And so when you rate and review, it's very helpful to the show and to me. So thank you. Would you like to receive podcast notes and resources? If so, go to gracedhealth.com slash podcast and enter your email. As we go through different seasons of focusing on our health in the kitchen, in the gym, and in the word, I'll have resources that support the message. Sometimes it'll be workout videos, sometimes recipe or scripture downloads. Entering your email will ensure you get all of these and you won't have to mess with hunting through the show notes. I promise you, I give you my word, I will not send you too many emails because I can't gain control of my own inbox and I won't do that to you. So make sure you sign up. All right, that is all for today. Go out there and have a graced day. (laughs) 